The world is old and the powers are weary. The god at the door of night has fallen and the great enemy of the world has come back from the timeless void. The shadow has awakened the great evils to regain dominion over Ardar. Darkness shall cover the land if not for the deeds of a small fellowship of elf friends. Join the players of this Dungeons and Dragons campaign as they fulfill the events of the Dagor Daggeroth prophecy and strive with Morgoth on the plains of Valinor. Welcome to the Undying Lands in Part 3 of the Inglorian Bastards Trilogy, Trials of the Valar. As the black blood of Ungoliant poured forth onto the ground, it seeped ever so closely to the well. The liquid began to become more translucent and clear as it fell to, uh, into the recesses of the well. The shadows dissipated and Ungoliant faded into the shadow surrounding Azelohar. The sun crept over the Pelori, uh, the Pelori Mountains, and the hills and surrounding trees were filled with light. Upon removing the cloak from Tessero, the two trees, the silver and gold, were rooted upon the hill of Azelohar, and the Silmarils were brought forth to return the borrowed light. Immediately a flooding of hue returned to the land. The water of the wells of Varda fed the trees, and the trees fed the land. The flowers of Yavanna bloomed once again to their full strength. Feanor returned with Celebrimbor along, uh, alongside from the halls of Mandos. While the group rested, the elves and the Valar remained in heated discourse about the fate of the Silmarils. And you guys should have all rested. So in this place, Yavanna and Ulmo and Lorien and Yavanna and Varda, um, the carriers of the sun and the moon, Tilian and Arian, Ingwe, the high king of, of the Vanyar, and Celebrimbor and Feanor were all in heated discussion about the fate of the Silmarils. Now that the Silmarils have been used to return the light to the trees, and the trees are once again feeding the land. Um, all of the elves were released from the halls of Mandos, and Celebrimbor and, Fe and Feanor, the greatest of all the smiths of the elves, they're both Noldor elves, um, traveled the path of dreams from the halls of Mandos and came immediately to Ilmarin. Um, and they uh, they remained in, in, in heated discussion. Feanor, of course, looking um, like he would like his Silmarils back. Thank you very much. Um, and Celebrimbor, who is uh, as uh, Elendor's brother, um, who made the Rings of Power, um, he you know looks as though he's trying to convince Feanor of something, but you're not sure what. Um, and you guys, meanwhile, have been resting, and um, they, uh, I guess, let's say, to keep in tradition of, of, of what we have been doing, the person that you've most recently, or the, the Valar that you've most recently rescued comes to, to discuss with you. So Varda comes forward, and, and um, uh, Varda would say, um, unfortunately, I have some bad news. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, hey, I'm used to this. Uh, right. So uh, it, it appears that the forces of Morgoth um, may be trying to um, essentially hijack the Ainolindale, um, the music of the Ainor. They have kidnapped um, some some very important people. So if we look on the octogram of Ilmarin, um, you have three trials left. You were going to undertake the trial of Tolkis. Um, and you remember Tolkis was one of the people mentioned in the prophecy that supposedly was going to fight Morgoth, right? Aonwe, Turin Turinbar, Tolkis, those were the three mentioned in the prophecy. Azelendor is the avatar of Aonwe. Um, the spirit of, of um, Turin is inside of Faradir. Tolkis is the last remaining Valar who remains kind of in limbo, um, kind of lifeless, sitting on his throne. And so you are going to, uh, you are going to go into Angband to, over to Thangoradrim um, to, to um, 
Well, Zellendor got some some inside inside scoop from Celebrimbor um, right before the end of the last session. Uh, but basically, um, Turin Turnbar visited there. You thought originally to awaken Caligon the Dragon, which you've already fought. But apparently, right. Turin and the Shadow had done have done something else while they were there. Um, and now Varda is telling you that one of your other trials, the trial of Orame, Orame was the woodsman and the great hunter. Um, and he spent, he spent, um, he, he was probably the Valar that spent the most time in, in the land of what was then the land of the elves. Um, so the, the elves had awakened way, way, way to the east past even Middle Earth, um, in a place called Quivianen. And the very first elf, um, yeah, Aiman, um, and he's, he's the father of the first tribe of elves. And um, he has remained there, even though Quivianen has, is not the, the, um, the beautiful Eden that it used to be. It's, it's now sort of desertous. Um, and the great sea that the, the, the elves were born next to has, has sort of dwindled and become um, not very impressive. Um, most of the elves didn't know that Iman was still alive, but he he was alive, and he was the keeper of of some of the knowledge of of the music of the Einar. Um, and um, alongside of him, some of you have met Altar the Blue, who who set your whole basically your whole quest into motion, um, or was one of the ones that set your quest into motion. So he was the one who informed the king under the mountain that they should send a dwarf to this fellowship. So Burren is actually here because Altar the Blue was at the um, the last meeting of the White Council with Saruman and Gandalf and Galadriel. And on his way back to the east, to the sort of desertous region, he stopped by the Dwarven Hall and said, you should send a dwarf on, on this on this mission. So so um, Altar the Blue, Aiman, they both have been kidnapped. And you're going to be sad to hear that Littleheart, Ilfren, has also been kidnapped, the one that was looking for his mallet. So it appears they're... they're trying to figure out the beginning notes or something of the music that because remember in the prophecy there was going to be another song the song is what the original line is what sung the universe into existence and at the end of days there will be another song where the the children of Iluvatar, the elves and the men will sing with the valar and will sing basically and recreate arda and so morgoth has made a preemptive move on this and has kidnapped some of these key people so um, and had taken and they have received reports that they have taken him back to Angband. So where you thought you would be doing one trial, this trial will basically check two trials off, both the trial of Orame and the trial of Tolkis. That's not bad news. Um, and they would tell you also that um, if you are planning to go into Angband, that you you must be careful. That in terms of evil and power, that there is no place left on Arda that is as evil as Angband and Thor Thangoradrim. Um, that that the the evil of the place has survived the exile of Morgoth for thousands of years, and that um, they're not even sure you can find a way in. Um, but that once once you're there, may change your very being just crossing across the threshold of Thangoradrim. That's pretty bad news. Are you guys following all of this so far? Yeah. So, uh, anyone in particular more susceptible to this change of being? They say uh, you will all be tested in some way. Um, and the other thing that they would add is that um, that it appears that so let, let's let's actually look at the lore cards here um, so some of you can learn more about this. So under lore, under handouts, lore current session. Um, there's a there's a someone want to read Angband, and I'll need somebody to read Angband and Thangoradrim. 
Don't don't all you volunteer at once, please. I'll do I'll do Thank Origin. <laughs> stronghold of Morgoth during the first stage. The underground stronghold hone into three volcanoes in the Agban region. Stronghold was crushed under the weight of the massive dragon Caligon developed the sky there. So you you learned that it wasn't just the fact that he fell on them. Remember what happened down to Caligon when he died? He exploded. Yeah, he exploded. It happened in my face. I shot him. Yep. Yep. All right, MJ, go ahead. For what? Uh, I thought you volunteered to ring Angband. Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, it was part of the north where the elves and men lived in. Uh, oh, God. Balerian. Balerian, thank you. Uh, the part of the world that was flooded after the war with Morgoth. It was a volcanic region where Morgoth's stronghold, Thangorodrim, was located. Ooh. Yeah. And the other thing they would tell you is that um, the lieutenants. The, some of the strongest Balrogs were his lieutenants, and that's where they called home. And so they've seen the armies of Morgoth begin to march from Angband, but they haven't seen um, some of his strongest lieutenants. So they, they would mention the, the strongest of all the Balrogs, Gothmog. Uh, and uh, and they they have not seen him come forth from Thangoradrim. So he's probably still there. That's what they're thinking. That, that's not good either. All right. So they weren't joking when you said that there's some bad news, huh? Yeah. Some. This is uh. And and you guys um would not be thrilled. Uh, Burn especially would not be thrilled about facing another Balrog because you faced the shadow who turned into a kind of Balrog, but he wasn't a true Balrog. Um, so the idea that you're going to have to face a true Balrog is a little unnerving, especially to the dwarf. Yeah, is this, is this party, I mean, obviously not the first one, but have we ever faced a, uh, oh, I was thinking of the first one, but have we ever faced a Balrog? Not a true Balrog. Um, like, like I said, the uh, Gwathaur had turned into what he, so Gwathaur, the, the shadow, the one that possessed Turin, looked inside of the group's biggest fears and he chose Burren. And Burren's biggest fear, of course, being what he thought oh, was the, the, this, the, yeah. the son of, of of a Moria king was obviously the Balrog that lived in Moria. So he, um, so Gwathaur turned into the like a, a Balrog, even though he wasn't a true Balrog, and okay. and possessed Burren. That's why he scares the the piss out of Burren so much. Okay, let's get into that. The thing that Gandalf fights. Yes. 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 Run, run, you fools! This thing is beyond any of you. Run, you fools! It's fly you fools, man. It is fly you fools, yeah. Take fans exposed. <laughs> All right, and so and so we're gonna say um, Morloman having um, having been paralyzed and um, poisoned. Um, we're gonna say that he actually needs to stay behind and recoup. Um, so it will be just the five of you. Um, and the portal appears, and Varda wishes you luck. Thanks, Varda. All right, I'm going to bring you to a region called the Gates of Einband. You would know, basically, that you have to kind of head, um, let's see, you'd have to head east, so right on the map, in order to, you're basically traveling in this region. It was a volcanic region, um, and it's one of the highest points. This mountain range, actually, is one of the highest points in the world, uh, so it was not flooded. Um, but they, there weren't a lot of people clamoring to go to the Angband region. Um, even in the second no, and third ages. Alright, so you guys are here and you have to head east. Um, you th you're traveling through this valley and you're trying to find sort of the main entrance uh, of Thangoradrim, uh, what's what's called the Great Gate. In order for us to head east, it's like their compass or that sort of thing or do we just walk? I just walk, just travel right, I guess. Right. And then, yeah. Okay, I'll take the lead. 
because I had a lot of help. All right. <laughs> I'll walk up to here. All right. You guys seem to be going through the land um, unnoticed, although you look down and you see uh, pit marks from what looks to be like an army that has traveled this way. Hey, um, actually, Tessero, do you want to, uh, I should say Max, uh, do you want to describe um, anything that people would notice after you wake up from your rest now that the, the, the bark skin cloak has been removed from your body? Well, uh, Tessero is definitely a lot less uh, nature-y. Uh, I guess Tessero would say, like, kind of to you guys, that uh, uh, he feels different, um, let a bit less connected uh, to nature, but a little bit... Uh, more flexible. More connected to um, humanity. <laughs> uh, he, he still feels he, he still feels like he has some, some power inside of him. Some uh, power that, that uh, uh, not a normal ho hobbit would have. Uh, he's not entirely sure about, about uh, it yet, uh, but he, he's, he's figuring it out. Um, he, has a, he has a spring in his step that you haven't seen before, and this is new for Tessero. It's like Tessero on steroids from back in the first part of the campaign. <laughs> well, they did give the seed. <laughs> Uh, it has to do with the fact that we uh, ripped the cloak off, which was basically the source of his, his kind of druidic powers, and also he drank this, uh, what was the thing he called again? The cordial of the gods, Miravore. No mortal has ever drank the, the cordial of the gods. Yeah. Except for Tessera. He feels different, and he feels uh, great. He feels, he feels great. Right. Uh, he's also noticed, and maybe you guys have noticed too, that uh, Tessero has always been one to kind of hum and sing to himself, but uh, now when he does, it embraces his spiritual thing. So it's a weird thing to be doing in Angband is to be humming and singing to yourself. Yeah, he's just really happy to be here. Yeah. All right, um, well, I'm going to progress this along. So you guys make it unscathed to the edge of the map, and you reach the Great Gate. Yeah. And, at the, and at the top of the hill, you see something that looks like. Let me see here. Well, it looks like the thing on the map. Um, but. Is there an albino Balrog? It looks like an alien. Yeah, it looks like an albino Balrog. Yeah, more Bone Devil. Maybe Balrogs all look different. But bone devils don't normally have wings. Bone devil Balrog. He he sees you and he doesn't appear to be advancing on you, nor does he make any hostile um, motions toward you. So I was like, "Hello." He says, "Come forward." You walk in and you, you walk in and you hear a faint "What's up?" What's up? He uh, beckons you forward. He says, "Come, come forth." Uh, I feel like you wouldn't tease us like that, so. We just we all agreed to do it. Uh, sure. Well, no, I don't know. Last time we did this, the uh, the cat lady, the cat lady screwed us over. I can't hear you perfectly fine over here. Uh, he just he's just he's just standing there. Conversation at this distance. He he looks very um very happy to just be standing there. Tessero. <laughs> yeah, Tessero is just happy to be here. <laughs> Tessero's like, hey, we made it. I like the place. The lava really accentuates your your uh, your paleness. paleness. Yeah, that's great. Barrel. All right, so he's not advancing. He's not engaging you. Um, he he appears to be um, a sentry of sorts, um, uh, put on duty to guard or or uh, you know, if your characters had seen. Um, 
the, the Holy Grail. Um, it reminds you of that guy at the bridge. Oh, does he have a riddle for us? <laughs> Dost thou hast a riddle? No, he, he has no riddle, but he, he, uh, he again, he beckons you forward. I say we just go forward. I mean, what's the worst that we can have? Probably step out of trap. I ask him, uh, you know, how fast can he fly out of here? That's a good riddle. <laughs> he he says, uh, I I I've been he put here for purpose, and I obey my master. I obey the dark. Where's your master? The dark lord is at hand. Says you have a full house, places maybe. <laughs> dark lord. He says, I I can barely hear you. Please come forward. Oh, God. Uh, no, why don't you come down here? <laughs> yeah. There's stairs yeah, just right. in front of you. He's, he says, strangers. <laughs> he says, strangers to this land. I've been standing here for over a millennia. Standing here a few more moments won't. won't you you know, it does, doesn't bother legs. me. He's, he's like. He says. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, I, I've, been, I've been tasked with um, greeting guests to our land. Wow. That's a greeter. I don't even know what else to see. What was your last greeting like? I love that you guys haven't moved a muscle. <laughs> I saw the picture. I was going to walk up to here, up to these stairs here. Oh, also, isn't Burn scared shitless of these things? Uh, There's a, a, a weird confidence within him. So you, uh, Charlie can tell us how Burn feels. I mean, there's no Balrogs present. However, there is a lava, uh, which, and, and knowing that this is kind of like, you know, Balrog's home territory might make him a little nervous. Yeah, I'm not feeling too hot about this. I'll sit back a bit later. But Tessera, I mean, hey, you look like you're doing fine for yourself. All right, I'll move forward. I got my, uh, my ring of hope here anyways. All right, man, you are one ugly motherfucker. Uh, he, he has a, a crazy, you know, shit-eating grin on his face when you say that. And, and he says, as, as much as I would like to tear you limb from limb, uh, instead I'm going to offer you entrance to my master's abode. What is your price? What's our real? Exactly. He says, I'll wait till everyone comes forth. Uh, to, de to describe the terms. He says, I will not attack you unless I am attacked. All right, quick, quick let's attack him. Can you do like the insight to see if he, says, oh, yeah, he says, however, if you attack me, you will not gain entrance to the stronghold. <laughs> oh, let's watch your face. <laughs> okay, I believe him 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Okren's like, wait, where did we go? We went to Angband? What the hell? Hey guys, I think he's asking us to come over here. Yeah, uh, Marco, Marco, you, you, you know that he's um, he's speaking the, the truth that that he's serving. Um, you can tell that his obedience to Morgoth supersedes his desire to kill you. Maybe we should taunt him, wave our asses at him. Come on, you want to kill it? You want to kill it? <laughs> I don't for hell though. He says, what is your purpose here? Do you wish to seek entrance to Thangoradrim? Indeed. He says, this land was once uh, the home of three majestic volcanic mountains. I and tell him to hold on one second. I need to, do, uh, I need to play a tune while he talks about it. <laughs> I take out my harp. I start playing. Go on. I'll go with you. He says, stop that racket. <laughs> I stop all insulted. <laughs> he he says he says as I say, look around, and you see that 
the top of this you this this elevated surface that you're standing looks it still has like devastation it's just like it looks like a nuclear bomb went off um and you you think possibly this is where Encaligon landed and, and exploded um and so this this used to he, he says this used to be the once great gate of Thangoradrim. it has been modified and but i assure you the inside of my my master's hall is just as great as it was once was he says if you wish to come inside in this place your strengths become your weaknesses your weaknesses become amplified and each portal requires one of you to succumb to the virtues of the dark lord they are greed gluttony anger vanity and obedience oh, the trials and you think like uh looking around you're like te you go your eyes land on tessero and you're like hmm gluttony you look at Burin, you're like, hmm, anger. You wonder if possibly um, the trials or the, the terms don't change depending on who's seeking entrance. <laughs> but then that could be a figment of your imagination as well. I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of these a lot of these could fit with probably a lot of you. He says, do you, do you, do you agree to... What I got from that is just like, everything's going to be a weakness. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose. 